In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What you need to ask to understand are the simple questions, who, what, where, why, and how. These questions are the basics of understanding anything in this world. Therefore, if you wish to understand Christ in this world, you must ask such questions even of him. How do you know that understanding asks these questions? Because the Holy Scriptures give you the answers, and the answers are never given without presuming a question. Saints Matthew and Luke tell you what happens that is worth noting. A boy is born in Bethlehem. Yet why should that be remarkable? Why is it noteworthy that an unknown man named Joseph and his pregnant betrothed traveled to the city of David to be recorded by an imposter government so that they could be taxed by that same government? Why do we gather and sing and feast on the eve of his birth? Some may celebrate the birth of a child at the birth, but not all. After all, who is another's child to you, and what their joy? This child is the child of Mary and Joseph, but all the world through all time owns him. He is not like any other. He is born a child and yet a king, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of Adam and daughters of Eve out of their dust, born to give them second birth. Who is this child? First, not who, but what? What is this child? St. John answers that question, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing, He who built the starry skies, He who sits enthroned among the cherubim, he who feeds the ravens when they call, the very Son of the Father, now appears in flesh. He is the incarnate deity. The world becomes the ground around the burning bush. Incarnation means that the ground is holy because God entered into it, was born on it, walked on it, ate on it, slept on it, worked on it, and died on it. Word made flesh is what he is. Who he is is Emmanuel, God with us. 
He is Jesus. And he comes to save his people from their sins. What are the sins from which his people need salvation? Why does a people made by God and bearing the image and likeness of God need God with us? The specifics of the sins are not the important bit of the story. The angel never tells Joseph that this child will save his people from tight pockets or loose lips, open legs or closed hearts, or a wicked and envious or covetous eye. He will, but the specifics are not the thing that matter. What matters is that sin is like a centrifuge. Man, at the center of his own life and world and universe, pushing away from that center any and everything that impedes his own sense of freedom, even God. Where God is not, where he has been pushed away, neither is there life. Ultimately, then, what matters is that sin is an evil death. Dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Adam and Eve centrifuged God away in taking and in eating. From that day, all creation cried out for God to come back, to close the distance, to reunite with those who pushed him out. The seed of the woman is this reunion. In him the nations of the world are blessed. He is Emmanuel. He is not called God with us. He is God with us. He is in our flesh. He bleeds our blood. He speaks our tongue. He saves us from our sins. Where does this miracle take place? All over. There is no one place that can contain this miracle of God, but there are some that certainly give the illusion. The first is the womb of a virgin. She conceived without man the seed of the woman, him of whom sages and prophets long spoke. The second is the stable of Bethlehem. The small, cramped, straw-laden shelter somehow impossibly contains something far greater than the entire world itself. For there, from that miraculous womb, is born into the flesh of man the very God from whom man once sought to be removed. The distance is closed at last. The last of these places is the cross. Nails and spear pierce him through. The mount of Golgotha's crown becomes the place of coronation for him who is born king of the Jews, of the lineage of David, and of the covenant of Abraham. It is here 
that the miracle in the womb and in Bethlehem's stable is both continued and fulfilled. The babe that is God made man dies as man to redeem man as God. Sin brought us grief, but Christ, relief. For you, for you he came to bear your flesh in weakness and to set you free from all your sorrow holy. Yet the how still remains unanswered. That is because there is no logical answer. How can God be confined? How can God be born a man from a virgin? How can word be flesh? The answer to how is simply this. Don't worry about it because there is no other answer you can comprehend than this. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Questions are fine, and understanding is good. But today, the answer is greater than any question. Questions demand information, but faith, the yearning heart of the Christian, demands reality. And Jesus simply is reality. He is an answer without questions, known without the asking. It is unscientific. It is illogical. It is paradoxical, but it is Jesus, and it is the way of things. And frankly, it is better to know him than to understand him. In the end, faith consoles your lack of intellectual answer with the reality of Emmanuel, Jesus, born in Bethlehem, who saves you from your sins and replaces your need for rational understanding with that noble child's sweet humility. Amen, amen. Let it be according to God's word. So let our merry organ go, benedicamus domino. We bless thee, Lord, in the womb in the stable, upon the cross, and in the highest heavens. Amen.